Warning. This show may contain blunders, tangents, and inaccuracies. We try, but words are hard. Spoilers are inevitable. You've been warned. Lastly, the following is the opinion of two middle-aged media junkies. Try not to get butthurt if we say something you don't like. <clears throat> Viewer discretion is advised. Hey everybody, welcome to Sequel Centric. We take a look at follow-ups in the media to see how they stack up against their predecessors. I'm Nathan, and he is the Randy to my Ralphie, Duff. Hey, what's up, Nate? What's going on, Duff? That is a very good question, Nate. So uh, before we start the show, let me give a little heads up to our patrons out there. I've been dealing with some spine issues. Uh, my thoracic, my middle back section, I've got T8, T9. It's not doing too good. T9, T10 is doing a little worse, and there's a little bit of exiting nerve impingement. And uh, that's my middle back. My neck, uh, C4, C5, C6, and C7, uh, all with an exiting nerve impingement. So going in for surgery. Uh, pretty much a total fusion of my neck. Not looking forward to that. Production here is going to be a little bit slow while I recover. But hopefully we're doing uh, enough pre-recording to, uh, to, to, to get things knocked out a little bit ahead of time. Nate, what do we got planned for the upcoming releases? Well, we got some really great titles like Karate Kid 2, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Superman 3. Jurassic Park, The Lost World. I can't wait to do that one. Uh, we also are going to be doing the Jurassic World uh, reboot, correct? Yeah, yeah. And uh, other ones like uh, The Nutty Professor 2 and even Coming to America. Yeah, that's going to be a that's good one. That's all going to be pretty exciting stuff. So uh, that being said, uh, hopefully the medication I'm on will not prevent me from uh, completing today's episode. And on that note... Today's episode. It's very important to have a part in your hair. I don't know why, but parts in your hair make you seem very intelligent. <laughs> a lot of grease helps, too. In today's episode, we are talking about It Runs in the Family, known better as My Summer Story, another Gene Shepard book. One would say the real sequel to A Christmas Story. Yes. Well, speaking of sequels, we did a Christmas story too, which blew. Uh, so we did want to give our patrons a special look at what we think is a much better alternative. Well, Duff, what's my summer story all about? Well, Nate, it's now summertime in the Parker family, and each and every one of the family members is having a peculiar issue or two. This one was uh, directed by Bob Clark. And again, written by Gene Shepard, Lee Brown, and Bob Clark. It also stars uh, Charles Grodin, Mary Steenburgen, Kieran Culkin, and Christian Culkin play Ralphie and Randy, and they're the younger brothers of Macaulay Culkin, which is best known for the Home Alone series. Ah! All right, well, we've talked about who stars in it, who wrote it, who directed it. Mm, what if you missed the first one, though? Well, quick recap, Ralphie wants a BB gun. Everybody tells him he'll shoot his eye out, even Santa Claus, which, you know, he's supposed to be your hero and grant you every wish. And a turkey on the floor later? 
He shoots his eye out. The old man pulls through. <laughs> Those are the highlights of a Christmas story. All right. Well, let's get into the pros and cons. My first pro uh, to this, it, it expands on what we already know of a Christmas story. You get a little bit more in-depth on the relationship with the bumpuses and the hounds. But then there were the bumpus hounds. Oh, 43 of them, all named Big Red. Now, the old man had been training little Barkley for a rescue mission. Oh, it worked. The old man got away clean. Except for stuffing into some dog. Uh, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Ralphie's now on to his next great thing that he wants as a kid, which is a top and everything that he goes through that. So it, it all works for me. Uh, what you got, a, you got a pro too there, Duff? Well, sure. As to pretty much any sequel, when you close the gap between the first movie and the second movie, that's always going to be a pro uh, because it's not always a prerequisite for sequels. So the fact that they closed the time gap, they pretty much started off opening scene explaining the time between A Christmas Story and the beginning of this film. And I just love it when they do that. So that's a definite pro for me. Yeah, I really think they fleshed another pro for me. I think they really fleshed out all the characters. More on the dad, even the mom. She had her own little separate side story, which was great. Yeah. Randy was doing his own thing. Not to mention after Ralphie beat the crap out of Farkas, he was no longer the main bully. He became a toady to someone else. So there was a, there was a new bully. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Once again, it, everything builds on the first one and expands it which I love. Yeah. I love that Gene Shepard revised his role as the narrator. Uh, that's the one thing that ties all three movies together is a really solid narrator. In A Christmas Story, you get a, a little taste with the Bumpus's dogs and how they irritate the old man, but I like this one because it really shows you how much the, the Bumpus's are a thorn in the old man's ass, you know, and he just goes <laughs> yeah. crazy by setting up that whole stereo system. What are you doing? Just watch and see. Mess with me, Bumpus. Pay the piper. Never forget what you're about to see tonight. And remember, vengeance is a dish best served cold. Oh, the old man was losing it. I loved it when that happened. In our little beds, are we? Die, Bumpus. Die. Yep, the old man had lost it completely. He thought he was Nero just before he torched Rome. The old man was annihilating the bumpuses with classical music. What a brilliant stroke. Hillbilly Packerwood, John. You hear me, Bumpus? Yeah. <laughs> Mark, I'm running. It's crazy. It's three o'clock in the morning. 
Yeah. I think the neighborhood feud is just so epic between the Bumpuses and the Parkers. And yeah, I, I completely love that we got to see a closer look at the Bumpus family. Oh, yeah. And that brings me to another pro, uh, the, the actors. I think that Whit Hereford played the role of Lug quite well. Uh, and no, though not the same character as Grover from A Christmas Story, uh, I, I, I think he rocked it. And it left us without a void when it comes to the character of Lug or Grover. I agree. Yeah. Also, I think that Christian Culkin killed it as Randy. Yeah, if I had put a con on the movie... Uh, it was, yeah, different actors, but I think Charles Grodin killed it playing the old man, unlike Daniel Stern, who did his best, but at the end of the day, it wasn't good enough. Right said. Pretty much as close as we're going to get to cons in this is just because they didn't get Darren McGavin. Uh, of course, they couldn't because it was filmed, what, 11 years after? The only other con I have is um, when they released it, they they had it. Under a different name. It it runs in the family. But when they relabeled it, I think, and they called it My Summer Story, at least it sounds closer to a Christmas story. You know, that might have been one of the reasons why it didn't do so well. Yeah. And even today, under IMDb, it's still listed as It Runs in the Family. And I just think it, you're shooting yourself in your foot. If you're looking to have a connection to the Shepherd universe, might as well showcase the Shepherd part of it. I'm a little curious, Nate. I got a question for you. Who do you think does it better? Macaulay or Kieran? I would have to say go with OG and say Macaulay. Yeah. Kieran does a, a good job. But he'd only be living up to his brother's potential. I would classify this as a, a good feel movie. It's about 90 minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect length. And it, it has the same good feel as A Christmas Story, but this is summertime instead of Christmas time. And it, Gene Shepard's involved. It's the stories. And it's just overall a great flick. I'm in the same page as you. Does it sequel in my eyes? Most certainly. It adds to the universe so well of Gene Shepard. And you just can't, you can't take away from that. So most certainly it sequels. I think the movie portrays the 40s very well. And much more so than A Christmas Story 2, which uh, is one of the cons we gave it when we did a review of that one. And you can check that right there. I'm with you. It's sequels for me. Uh, like we said, about five or six times. <laughs> it's, a, it's a delightful addition to the uh, Gene Shepard verse and cinema history. I'm giving it a buy. You know what? If you can find it, I would tell you to buy it. But if you can't find it for any reason, uh, it's definitely worth the watch. Unlike the other one, if you can find it.
Currently unavailable in Blu-ray. Currently unavailable in DVD. Uh, now, you can buy it in VHS for $7.49, but who's got a VCR? <laughs> well, that's why I said, if you can find it, buy it. Yeah. It is available on Amazon Prime with your IMDb TV subscription, but you can also watch it free with ads. We've included a link in the description, so you can watch it along with us. Reference this as an episode for it. You can enjoy it. Have fun with it. We can't leave this episode without talking about uh, Ralphie and the old man's relationship. Oh, yeah. I can make one for you. That's pretty tricky. You know what? What? The exposition. The world's exposition coming to Chicago the end of summer. They have stuff from all over the world. Tops, too? Oh, yeah. They got tops from Russia, from Japan, from Fiji, from Timbuktu, gypsy tops, you name it. That's the ticket. Get yourself a gypsy dog. I think technology nowadays has destroyed analog activities like the top. But seeing all the anticipation wrapped up in the activity of spinning a wooden top, or clay if you're Jewish, uh, is just, it, it's really cool to see the organic experience shared by him and his son. Yeah, it's hard to tell because the old man's always got his own problems with the furnace and the bumpuses, but he does care for his son. Like in the first movie, he gave him the BB gun, you know, even though he was probably going to catch a little hell from his wife. But in this case, he like told his kid exactly where to go and you look, look for the gypsies. Yeah. You find out his dad set up the whole thing <laughs> to boost Ralphie's confidence, which is exactly what he wanted to do. But at the same time, didn't let Ralphie know that he was behind the whole thing. Yeah. The same can be said about the more official sequel. Uh, I, I really think Daniel Stern, in the same sense, giving his son the Mercury was a nod to that. But yeah, it's, it's those types of connections that make a storyline. And if you do it poorly, you might spend some time in the pokey. So my mom became the first in our family to spend time in the pokey. It was the greatest adventure of her life. I learned a great lesson from my mom's adventure. Sometimes, even if it means a few Leopold Dopplers have to bite the dust, you just have to stand up for yourself. Thank you. Another great father-son connection in this movie is uh, when Ralphie and his dad and his buddies went out fishing the whole oh, summer, yeah. didn't catch anything until the last day. Mom lets Ralphie hang out with his dad and his buddies, and he really felt like he was one of, one of the boys. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure, remembering back to when you were 14, 15, you know, all you wanted to do was be one of the boys. Any fun tidbits before we get out of here, Nate? After they did A Christmas Story, the plans for the sequel started a year later, but due to delays and some other stuff, it took about a decade, and they couldn't get most of the original cast except for the actress that played Teddy Moore, Teacher, yeah. and this was Gene Shepard's last movie. Hmm. Not only that, but it was also Charles Grodin's last movie in the 90s. Hmm. And speaking of Charles Grodin, this is not the first time he has appeared on screen with Mary Steenburgen. They first appeared in the movie Clifford from 94. Oh, my God. That was with Martin Short, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't make a sequel to that, unless they did, and I just forgot that about it. That character's annoying, almost like Jiminy Glick. Dude, I'm just not a fan of Martin Short. Like, I can't remember many things he's done that I enjoy. Three Amigos. All right, you proved me wrong. Three Amigos was the one film he did that was worth watching. 
Well, he was he was with Steve Martin, Steve Martin Chevy Chase. Chevy so. Chase. Yeah. Well, that's all the trivia I've got. What's coming up next month for the exclusive episode? Our next exclusive episode stuff is what if Maverick was the spiritual sequel to support your local gunfighter and support your local sheriff? That's going to be a great episode for sure, because I've got some theories of my own. But until then, I'm Duff. I'm Nathan. And until next time, ask yourself one question. Does, Does it sequel? sequel?